morning. Come on into my world, Stephanie's world. I'm your host, Stephanie Cosby. It's approximately 6.45 a.m. on a Sunday morning. What I'm about to talk about this morning is not going to be a feel-good podcast. It is something very serious. It is something that we are hearing more about due to some recent um, cases that are in the news, and I'm going to delve into it, and that topic is domestic violence. When I say those words, you probably have an image in your head of better wives and broken bones, black eyes, that sort of thing. But I'm here to tell you, it's it's not always in that form. It manifests itself in different forms. A person could be going through this, and you may never know unless you know the signs. And sometimes we simply don't pay attention to the signs. We are close to Domestic Violence Awareness Month, and I will share my story then. She was from a good home. She had a strong father figure. How did this happen? Well, next month you're going to find out how it happened. I knew when I saw that video of Gabby Petito. The body cam footage of that police stop. a toxic relationship. We're getting reports of just how toxic it was. The police was accommodating to Brian because they thought this mannerable young man couldn't have possibly slapped this young woman. And yet he did. Yes, she may have slapped him. And May was the first time she fought back. But I can tell you of that situation not being handled properly. This is part of the reason that Gabby is dead. 
The police took Brian to go check into a motel room. The footage shows that they shook hands and he was smiling. He had he he had no stress. You slapped your girlfriend slash fiance and you should have been taken to jail, which would probably would have saved her life. But they were almost low-key threatening her with jail for hitting him. So of course she answered their questions as they advised very carefully and I will not venture to say that the police caused her death because he was probably going to do this somewhere on their long trip anyway but that did not help and the fact that she came into contact with them and they could have helped her she may would have called her parents or went back to New York that bothers me and it's the whole situation of how police handle domestic violence situation I can tell you in mine um, when I called it took them two hours to show up then when they showed up there was like whatever and they still could not help me with what I needed it was a waste of time women or men if this applies to you to be very, very careful of who you choose to let into your life. You have got to do background checks. You have got to nip certain things in the bud early on. Yes, people will fool you. But the minute you start seeing certain things you have got to get rid of that person if they are controlling you need to get rid of them if you cannot go to the bathroom alone if you're constantly being questioned about who you're talking on the phone to if they're listening in to your phone conversations if you have to take all calls in front of them if you can't go anywhere alone without them blowing up blowing up your phone or constantly checking on you that is control Do you have a partner or do you have a prison warden? I shouldn't have to check in with you constantly and about running simple everyday errands. Trust me, you don't love me that much and I'm not that fine where you got to 
and keep tabs on me. There's a whole different reason why a person keeps tabs on another person. A lot of times it's trust issues and sometimes it's the age old. If I know where you are, then I can do all the dirt that I need to do because I know where you at and how long you're going to be gone. Next, isolation. Abusers want you isolated. They don't want you talking to family and friends and they will do anything to keep you away from everybody. Everybody is the enemy. They make you think it's me and you against them. Please keep somebody in your inner circle. Please have someone that you can call to go to in case you have to leave. Please do. Don't let them take you away from everybody because they come into the relationship trying to drive a wedge. I'm hearing one of Gabby's closest friends said that Brian had no friends. This is a red flag. I know that people, some people aren't well liked, some people don't have a lot of friends. But when most of the time they have no friends, that's a loner and that's somebody to be worried about because what they tend to do is make the person in their life their everything, their focus because they have no other focus so they can zone in right with you. They want you to be lover, friend, everything to them. A person cannot be everything to you nor should they be. Brian used Gabby's ATM card. My question was, why did he have her PIN number? Me and my thought process is that your partner, spouse, or no one needs your PIN number to your debit card to go into your account. Most of the time, if you're married or maybe boyfriend and girlfriend, you have a joint account, but you should still have a personal account that is your own account. He should not have had the PIN number to her account. That's my thought process. Because there is something called financial abuse. You have those who like to control the purse strings. You have those who set up alerts on their phone. And when you get money out or any transaction, they get an alert. And here you have questions to answer. Or why did you just spend that much money? You have to look at the total person. Someone suggested that you need to know a person from all seasons. That spring, summer, winter, and fall. And some of us don't even get there before we decide that this is the person that I want to spend my life with. Because abusers are very charismatic. They're very charming. And they're very conniving and manipulative. And it starts early. You don't even see it. The jealousy thing, you think it's cute because they're into you. There's nothing cute about a person being jealous. And trust me, they're going to think everyone of the opposite sex is looking at you. They want you. And it's it's not good. They can't handle anything. They can't handle you getting a simple compliment. They can't handle you having a conversation. They can't handle anything because it's that jealousy. Right now, 
someone hopefully is still alive is being kept from their family. Trust me, that is a tactic. There's no reason in the world why you shouldn't be able to contact your family. person that I was with didn't like the direction the conversation was going and snatched my phone out of my hand and jumped on to talk to a parent. That's how bold he was. He couldn't shut up. He couldn't be quiet. He snatched my phone out of my hand and jumped in my conversation because he felt like he needed to address the situation and all he did was make it worse and I didn't ask him for it. Young ladies, do not put yourself at the mercy of living with that young man's relatives. The relatives will never side with you. I don't understand why Gabby was in the parents' house for a year with that young man. I, I don't. I don't. I mean, if they were going to live together, they should have been in their own place, but these people who have covered and did nothing but lie for this young man through this ordeal, I don't understand why she was in their house. It's best that you be in your own um, place, but I'm even talking about, you know, if you're not one about the living together before marriage, then you need to be in your own place. She could have been in Florida, being from New York, but she should not have been at the mercy in the house with those people. Because like I said, the man's side of the family is never going to take your side. Oh, you have some that are good pretenders, and you have some that talk a good game. At the end, they are going to side with him. Also, history of domestic violence usually repeats itself. If they've abused in the past, they are more than likely going to abuse you too. You have to check people out. You have to. And sometimes as simple as a people search or Googling them to find what you need. Please don't go out and elope with someone who you don't know who has a past there you have a legal spouse that can make medical decisions for you, can have access to your assets and money if you're a person with means. You have just created a mess by taking on a spouse. And if you alone and don't nobody know that you're married, you have a bigger mess when the family is thinking they're the next to kin. And no, they're not. Your spouse is the next to kin. get older. 
dating pool is successful, but you have to wade your way through that. We weren't put here to be abused. And the only person that should be using us is God. It's not always black eyes and broken bones. It's that crying on the inside. It's that I'm okay when you're really not. It's that I know I better be home or it's going to be hell to pay once I get there. It's the choke marks around the neck that you can't see. It's the look that you get when you know that you've said too much and you need to shut up. If you know someone in this situation, don't bombard them and browbeat them with how stupid they are. Be an ally, be a friend, and be on standby. Yes, it's a dangerous and tricky situation, but you just may be that call when they're ready to get out. Help them. So, on today, be mindful. Watch out for the signs. Ask the necessary questions. Be an ally and talk. In closing, a push can turn into a slap. A slap turns into a punch. That punch can turn into an all-out beating. Being in a domestic violence situation is like being caught in a wheelchair tunnel. You don't know that you're in it until you're in the middle of it. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me at Cosby CLSB double E on Twitter. I'm Stephanie Cosby on all of the social media platforms. I am Miss Cosby on Insta. If you find yourself stopped by the police, try to get out of that stop safely and make it home alive. Mask up over your mouth and over your nose. Lastly, try to love one another. Till the next time, peace.